0: Welcome to the Pete Primo show. It's episode 25 with Trent Ranberger from Trent Bedden in Bowling Green, Kentucky. This show is brought to you by my book, sell a million, 101 tips for furniture and mattress store owners to make more sales and more profits. Trent, how are you today? I'm good, how are you doing? Good. So when me and Chris were talking, Chris came up with this think outside the box springs because I was describing you and I said, you know, this dude's a rock star in our industry and he's so creative and he's always like thinking outside the box. And then like when Chris was sending stuff over for the shows, he had to think outside the box springs. So I thought that's it. that's it in a nutshell. And Chris, if you could, I want you to give the audience a little taste of Trent's creativity with his rap video.
1: Don't forget your headboards, pillows, and your sheets. We got everything you need for a good night's sleep. Number one on the same check, best of Molly Green. All right, all right, all right. Hey! Twins, fool, queen and king. Mattresses for anything. Come and pick it out and we can bring it to your house. Have you sleeping real good before the weekend's out. Trim bed, trim bed, trim bed, trim bed. It's just like, it's just like.
0: There are so many brick-and-mortar store owners and businesses that would give their right arm to have that kind of creativity. What was the inspiration for that? How did you come up with that,
1: dude? That one goes back a long way, back to 2009. Uh, There was a a gentleman, uh, Sammy Stevens, and he owned a flea market in Montgomery, Alabama. And he had a viral video back was 11 12 years ago now about flea market montgomery and it was a rap that he did just a silly rap i recreated it in in 09 and and it was a hit for us here in in bowling green and and surrounding communities and then uh i've got some buddies there uh they're in they're a, a rap country rap artist group and they wanted to redo the rap and that's where that one came from was just a few years ago we got together in our studio and and rewrote it, so to speak. And it's just like a mattress store. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 crazy. It's it's not caring to be different.
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah. Be the first one to
1: laugh at yourself.
0: That's huge, but you know, one of the things that I talk about in my book, um, and and actually it says antennas up. And when I say antennas up, I mean, you're having a day off, you're enjoying yourself, you're away from all this stuff. So one of the things that I'm always always talking about is you have to be the marketer of your business. And if you leave marketing of your business up to somebody else... You you better at least know the basics so that you know what's good and and what's not. But what Trent touched upon, you know what you have. There has to be a fearlessness in you. And so what if you fall flat on your face with a promotion? It doesn't matter. So to the what? Yeah. Next. 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 Next.
1: It's always coming next. And and you're right. I mean. Yeah, you know, I, I just took a week off, but yet I came up with ideas because you you never stop as a true business owner, marketer, whatever the whatever you want to call it, crazy person. This thing my brain never stops. So it's always ever going. And that's why I keep a notepad and, and my phone with me so I can write down notes when ideas hit.
0: Do you know what amazes me about business in general? Trent, that the very best people are the ones that are always seeking out additional knowledge and the ones who desperately need it the most won't watch. I got Jeff Chanakovo texting me going, I'm watching the show. It's great. I love Trent. I love little Trent. I love the rap video. So you, Jeff. shout out to Jeff Janakovo, one of the best marketers in our industry also.
1: I love Jeff so much. I can't even pronounce his last name right. <laughs> so, <laughs> <G-naka-naka-naka-nope>.
0: <laughs> so listen, I am going to flip from us joking around to something very serious because last June you made me cry and I'm going to show uh Go ahead, Chris, and pull up. You made me cry in a good way. Okay. That's your Ah. back. And you published that on LinkedIn. Let me tell you why I cried. Because you made this statement. I've never shown anybody this before. This is my back. And it's uh, National Scoliosis Awareness Month in June and you went out there trent fearlessly and put yourself out there and you know everybody says oh yeah i feel your pain but when it comes to to this you really do feel th- their pain you're the only one who really knows i can try i can try to get there trent but you live with this and you understand this and you are more qualified to talk about this to a customer that um, suffers from this than anybody on planet Earth. Unless there's another mattress store owner that has this condition, there's nobody more qualified to talk about it. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being who you are you know we need more people like you in our industry who are who are fearless, who share um, things that they wouldn't necessarily share to help people. I thought it was,
1: and that's what we're supposed to do in our industry. Yeah. in any industry, you're there to take care of your client, your 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 customer. you're there to take care of them, but you're there to fill their needs, not yours, you know, And that's where a lot of salespeople lose. I don't know. I don't. Maybe they're maybe they're trained wrong. I don't know, but we're here to help, not here to take money, so to speak. I can share if I could share this, and and that's the first time in my life I've ever done that, that I've ever posted that picture, and it. it, uh, But that's me, and you know I didn't choose this industry per se. I think God put me in this industry, not to be religious by any means, but you know I'm here for a reason, and. I'll be glad when I figure out that reason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, when everybody sleep. You know what? There's nothing more important than, than sleep. When we talk to uh, athletes who are trying to perform at elite levels, the one thing that they have to get right is they have to get their sleep right. If they don't get their sleep right, they can train all day long, but they'll never recover for the next workout. They can eat the, the most perfect diet, no junk, all perfect stuff, you know, metered into their bloodstream at the right time, perfect nutrition. But if you don't sleep, you're never going to recover for the next workout. And I think that's true with everybody, it, it doesn't. One of the things that they're finding now, and one study after the others confirming it, Trent, is people who are trying to lose weight. You would do better to concentrate on your sleep than on your calories.
1: Yep, I've got a really good friend. He's a he's a state sleeper, professional bodybuilder, and professional eater. How those three go together, I don't know. But he was the Titan for the Tennessee Titans. Like he's a huge individual. And he's a big proponent of sleep and a big spokesman for us here at Trent Betting, of, of why sleep is important for him to, to rejuvenate and, and, you know, re-energize and let his body heal. You know, we heal while we sleep. And it is a very important thing. And it's people don't think about it. But that's without, without a good night's sleep, you don't have good productivity. You don't have good output. You don't have good anything
0: yep it it's so so important and so critical. So anyway, I just wanted to thank you for that. Um, one of the one of the things that we talk about constantly is knowing your market, choosing your market before you choose your media before you choose your message. and you know it's the oldest uh, you know uh, trio. Message market media, but if you don't know who your target is, um, you're going to spend so much money. You know it's different today than it was twenty years ago, Trent. There's so many more places to spend your advertising dollars, and and to me, just to me, it you you're, you're going to go. Chances are you're going to go broke before you figure it out, unless. Unless there's some kind of divine, you know, uh, unless you're in the industry a long time and you really are in tune with it and and you have figured it out, and I think that's why when you look at business statistics and and you look at people who succeed, opening businesses have almost always worked in that business for a period of time.
1: You know, I've been doing this twenty three years, uh, and I've been buying and buying marketing, buying advertising for twenty. 20- one, 22 years in, in my market, in my area. So I do know the area. But you're right, you know, 20 years ago, it was newspaper, print, and radio. That was it. That's all we had to worry about. It was simple, simple. And now it's, you know, ad words, and digital, and social, and I mean, just it it's it's you can, you're exactly right. You'll go broke figuring out what not to do. And I trust me, I have spent a ton of money just throwing money out the window. (laughs) You don't know. You don't know.
0: Yeah. We, we, you know, we always say measure and, you try to measure the best you can, but it's still a, a, a guess. It, it, it really is. I mean, you have to try to measure, but it's so in just broad strokes, if you were given uh, somebody that wants to, that's opened up a sleep shop, he, he's not doing the kind of business that he wants to do in a sleep shop, and you were coaching him on, uh, how to divide his media by what advice would you give that that new business owner?
1: Well, it depends on if he's going to listen. But uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he's an owner, so he's not going to listen, he's
1: right? Not going to listen. That's, he knows what he that's why
0: he's an owner. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know nothing.
1: No, you know, a like you said, know your market a- and your and your local area. And I've had this saying for years. With my business, with, with, with our industry, minus the internet, we are a three to five mile radius of our store business, right? So you own your backyard. You want to own your backyard. And that means the three to five miles that surround your store, you want to own that. Own it. Once you own that, you can expand. But until you own your backyard, don't expand. Don't worry about, Forty five miles down the road or twenty miles down the road. Three to five. That's
0: great advice.
1: I mean, I've been mean, I mean, I don't know. Look, I'm a college dropout, so I don't have
0: education. Oh, you have education. You just paid a lot more money for it. <laughs> a lot
1: more money than they ever thought about paying for education. Yeah. College education, what? Quarter million? I'm well over a million. Yeah. On your backyard yeah own your backyard and I mean that's it sounds silly, but even in the digital era Pete, like that's still your clientele base that's your business
0: it it's more true now than even before if you think about it people aren't
1: traveling they're not going to drive a lot aren't. a lot are but a lot a lot will not yeah
0: so it's hitting those you have done a great job of becoming meshed into your community. You are part of the fabric of your community. Both you and little Trent, I might add, uh, are, are both woven into the fabric of your community. And, you know, this is something that I was thinking about. You know, it's when you give because it's in your heart to give, It comes off with more power and more authenticity than when you're just given because you want something back. I want something back, so I'm going to give something. When I see you out there giving and doing things for your community, you're really just doing it. And I want to bring you back in time at the beginning of, you call this whatever you want to call it, a pandemic or whatever. You reached out. You supported fellow retailers with your advertising efforts. You supported other other stores in other industries, local businesses, and I said, "Well, there's there's a master class in a being a human being, and there's a master class in how to." really put yourself out there the right way. But it comes from from your heart. I yeah. mean, I think you were feeling what we were all feeling. We were frustrated. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know what to think about anything. We just knew that some really good people with some really good stores probably going to go out of business if we don't try to help them somehow.
1: I don't know where that really came about. Uh, of course, we were closed you know, yeah. pandemic yeah. and, uh, we're non essential. Imagine that. Uh, anyway, we, we won't go into the state of, Kentucky.
0: that could be a whole okay. hour by itself. there, Trent.
1: am <laughs> I'm, I'm not running for president. Thank God. Uh, but no, it, you know, I was coming to the store every day, even though we were closed. And I was like, you know what? I got other friends. Cause I mean, I, I got, you know, I don't have many friends. I pay for most of them, but I got a few, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, you know they own their own businesses, and and you know, they were closed, and and I don't know. I was sitting here live one morning. I was like, you know what? Let's let's help. Let's pick five businesses a day. Let's tag them. Let's help them. Let's make sure they're local. And you know, even some of the chain restaurants in in your town, in my town, they're still owned by local people, so they're still yeah. local. Yeah. So support local. And it was just a. I don't know. It it was a moment in my head and it's just that that's me. You know, you know, I I speak to a lot of college classes and, and my thing is without the community, I'm not in business. So I've got to give back to the community as much as possible without giving my business away. But the more you give, whether you want it back or not, eventually, you know, like like I said. I've been on the board of a lot of different, you know, nonprofits, and one that, that's near to me is the American Red Cross. And I always say, you know, I give to the Red Cross because one day my house might catch on fire, and I may need help. I'm gonna need help one day, so if I can help now, hopefully, I'll get help when I need it. You know, I have I've got trophies I'm very proud of. I didn't coach the ball teams. But I sponsor the ball teams. I've got those. Those are kids that are now adults, honestly. Still call me coach. Ah, oh, that's you know, wonderful. It's, you've you got to support local. Got to.
0: Got to. Support local and own your backyard. If you do those, two things, you're going to be a lot better. I, you know, how do we help somebody, Trent, who owns a store, who's a little bit stuck in the mud, and they're just not finding their way creatively? I have, I have this vision of you that you have always been extremely creative, and maybe it's a wrong impression because I see, I see the fruit of your labor. I see all of these commercials. And I see all of and, and it's more than commercials. It's all of your marketing, it's all of your outreach to your community. And it just strikes me as, you know, you are probably in the top one percent of the most creative people that I've seen. You and Janakovo both. You guys are just just scary. Um, and I have a I, I have a sneaking, I have a sneaking suspicion. Because I told my wife when I was dating her, I said, "You have to be careful because when when I am getting creative, I could have literally five secretaries around me, and I could just go ping, 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 ping. I can't get it out of my mouth fast enough. When the creative juices hit, they hit me so hard and all at once that I I I have to slow down to even utter the words. I mean, I, I'm seeing pictures and things are flashing and and yeah, I, I've i seen smoke coming out of Jeff Janakavos, had a super conference the first time I met him. I went to approach him and he was writing down so fast and I knew what was happening. And as I approached, I got within 10 feet of him. He didn't see me. And I turned around and I went the other way. And like years ago, I told him, and he knows this, he's starting to laugh if he's watching it right now. I didn't want to interrupt because I know that like when that creativity hits, you got to roll with it. You you got to write as everything down because it, it's like it just disappears if you don't try to capture it somehow. So what advice would you give someone to, to help them maybe be a little bit more creative?
1: Write down every thought. Never. Okay. So I have a thing. I call it spaghetti thoughts, right? So spaghetti, when you know it's done, what do you do? You throw it against the wall. If it sticks, it's done. So, <laughs> right? Or when it doesn't stick, it's done. Whatever the case may be. <laughs> so I have, it's called spaghetti thoughts. Never leave a thought unsaid or unwritten. Even if it may be the dumbest, stupidest, most ignoramus thing that comes out of your head either say it or put it on paper because you never know what someone else might hear in that and be able to play off of it. Yeah, So exactly. I want your opinion. I truly want your opinion. I'm not a dictator. I I have in my mind maybe what I want, right, Pete? Like I have an idea for a commercial. Right. So I throw it out there. Well, Steve, he may say, well, what if we did this? And what if we did that? And that's how things play. But if yeah. you don't write it down or you don't say it, it's gone. Write it down. Okay. Spaghetti thoughts. Write it down. Got never, it. never not say it. And, and, you know, it's like, I just bought a house and, you know, my, my my girlfriend and I were talking the other day. And I was like, you know, in, in the basement, I'm kind of making it a man cave. Imagine that. But uh, <laughs> Shocking. I, I kind of have in my mind how I want it. But even, even even with her, you know, and, and and this this goes away from business. This goes in life, right? Oh, it'll be inspirational in life. Y'all listen. So I asked her, I was like, Well, what do you think about, you know, the color of the paint? And she's like, It's whatever you want, whatever you want. And I was like, No, you don't understand. I want your opinion. I want your idea as well. I'm not a dictator. I want I want more opinions. And I really think I got way off track on this one because I have ADD. But anyway, but no, you just say the idea, want the opinions, accept the opinions and and play off of them. And that's how things happen. That's how
0: great things happen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: you got a great idea. I got a great idea. Let's make it really great, you yeah. know, together.
0: Yeah. A lot of times... Um I'll, I'll, when I'm with a with a dealer, I'll, I'll say I'm just spitballing. I haven't even thought this through, and literally, I am spitballing. Like you're going to come up with something off of this. It's ten times better than what I'm thinking. But here it is, blah blah blah. And then usually they'll take it, throw it back at me, and then I'll say that's cool. And I didn't even think about that. What about this? And then bef- by the time it happens three or four times you've got either one or two things that are like like they're new it's like absolutely brand new something that neither one of us could come up with on by ourselves right and that's the beauty you know that's really a, a mastermind you know a mastermind doesn't have to be you know eight or 10 people it can be just two people um, you know great great give and take you know between you and Steve that's a mastermind. It's a mini mastermind, but it's a mastermind. Well,
1: it's, and, and, and the mastermind is the person that's smart enough to listen to everyone else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You know, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. No, I want to take notes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be so amazed at what's being said. <laughs> I am so busy writing down notes. You're giving me a lot of great ideas. I'll... Put them in the show notes and it can be the beginning of your book that you're gonna write because you need to write at least a few books. That's you do, and you know that. I've been told I was actually working on one. Do you want do you want to make, do you want to make a statement? No. no you don't want no. the pressure. Nope. I, I get it. I listen, I understand. I I I understand. Christmas is coming. But you have at least two or three books in you. And, and, you know, that's the thing, though. I don't even know what I would write about. Yeah, well, listen. We, I'm i just sketch, sketching it out right now. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you a potential table of contents here. Give me um, some
1: spaghetti thoughts. I'll play off of them. them.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe that's the title of the book, Pete. Spaghetti thoughts. I like that.
0: <laughs> With a big pile of spaghetti. I like that. Don't steal that. Um, write it down. Say it, play it off of someone significant in your business and don't get married to a particular thought um, and don't be a dictator. I mean, I I think those are all things that that you said in the last few minutes. Yeah. Who knows
1: what I said in
0: the last few minutes? Oh, well, that's why we have recordings, my friend. That's why we have recordings. Uh (laughs) <laughs> look at this look at Chris write it down say it play it off someone in your business don't be a dictator Simple. you got it spaghetti just write down spaghetti thoughts Chris that's I. you know what I, I'm gonna I'm gonna run and get that copyrighted and then, and then you're gonna say to me Pete is much. it is it true that I have to pay you for what I came up with on your show <laughs> No, I would not do that I would not do that Yeah, so
1: That's an homage to My first ever crazy commercial
0: That's the Uh, first one, huh?
1: Well, that's not the first one That's just kind of an homage to it Like a Like a a throwback to my first ever crazy commercial Uh, Yeah, it, it was a July 4th commercial Or July commercial Long story short, I'd been in business six months-ish. Well, from October to June. So whatever that is. I don't do math well. I'm from Kentucky. But anyway. Uh so the the production company comes in and was like, what are we shooting today? I said, I don't really know. I said, but I want to shoot it from the roof. And he was like, Well, okay, I don't okay, whatever. And we done a fourth of July, you know, freedom sale. It was freedom. So I had to go through a party store to get up on the roof. And this is in 07. So this is this is June of 07. Mm. I had been doing the family-owned, local, we love you, we love our community commercials, right, for six, seven months. Shot this commercial. At that point, best production ever. Lighting was perfect. Everything was perfect. But I passed an Uncle Sam costume when I had to go through that party store to get to the roof. That damn thing haunted me all night long. On my way to work the next morning, I called Christy, which was my my advertising executive. I was like, hey, I want to reshoot that commercial. She was like, Trent, that's the best commercial we've shot. Why would you want to reshoot that? I said, I want to be Uncle Sam. She said, excuse me, what? I said, I want to be Uncle Sam. I want to dress up as Uncle Sam. Her, along with everybody else, told me not to do it because I would ruin my reputation. I would ruin the family wholesomeness of my business. I said, you know what? I'm paying the bills. Let's try it. The next thing you know, I was Fred Flintstone the next month. I was Elvis (laughs) the following month. It just, it snowballed. But that's an homage to my first crazy commercials, what that one is.
0: That's, that's awesome. We got free hot dogs and free smiles. One of my favorite of of all your images. I mean, that's that's it in a nutshell, isn't it? It is. And, and she was really asleep
1: on a mattress in my store that day.
0: <laughs> that makes it even better.
1: She's not pretending, and I I got permission to do that from a, a random customer. Wow! Random. And their their daughter literally fell asleep while they were looking for mattresses, and. I asked their permission, of course, to do
0: that. And we still sleep. So this goes back to antennas up and looking for those moments that could differentiate you from other stores. So the fact the these um, opportunities happen to everybody, but you're so uptight, you don't see it. But Trent saw it. He goes, "That's a commercial. I better ask permission, <laughs> which he did, and he mm-hmm. got permission. And look at this. I mean, it's the awesomeness is in the authenticity. that's that's where the real um, the real payout is. Parent tested, kid approved, the Trentopedic. Come yeah. on. Doesn't get any better than that.
1: And and, and you know, th- this goes back to the whole marketing and, and whatever. You know how many people shared that of their family? Everybody. That was their grandkid, their niece, their cousin. So it's you see the opportunity. And don't don't take advantage of the opportunity per se. But take advantage of the opportunity, because if you don't, someone else will. Don't overindulge in it, and don't don't brag about it. But take the opportunity, because I knew that's a great picture. It is I also knew her parents, her grandparents, her nieces, her aunts, her uncles. They'd all share that. Yeah, it was promoting my business as well. So it's a fine line.
0: So years and years ago. Um when we had the Elizabeth Jordan line when I was mm-hmm. with Sutherland. Um Told it. my baby, I know you did. Um, my they kept at Dewey Furniture they kept going, Well, who's Elizabeth Jordan? And I was doing the sales meeting and uh, the baby fell asleep. And Jenny was with me, my wife, and and we just put the baby on the bed. And one of the girls ran and got a camera. She goes, can I take a picture? And I go, sure. She goes, that's Elizabeth Jordan. (laughs) So Christiana, her first alias was Elizabeth Jordan. Because she saw, you know, Wendy at Dewey saw the opportunity. She wanted to make it. You know, connect. And that was a great line of mattresses. I don't need to tell you that. You already know that. And, uh, and it was, uh, it, it was a great picture. I, and I used it for, for years, um, and, and for, for a long time. So this to me is just brilliant. Sometimes we see it, sometimes we don't. Me, I am such a lucky guy. Somebody else saw it for me. And I was just smart enough to say, thank you, Lord. <laughs> well, the, well, that's it.
1: But that's also surrounding our ourselves by people that are smarter than us. And I don't want to say smarter as in knowledge, but yeah, smarter in knowledge. I don't want to be, I want to be average of the five people I hang with. So yeah, but you were smart enough to realize that. Yeah. And that's the thing you make your business personal. You know, it's 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 a blessing and a curse. But I market my business everywhere I go because I made myself the face of my business. Yep. So it's a blessing that I can be well, before pandemic I could be standing in line at McDonald's to get food and talk about selling a mattress. Yeah. It's a curse. If I might want to be out having a beer with my friends <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still selling mattresses at San Betty, so, it wasn't even a purse. but no, it's, you make it personable, be approachable. You know, because you own a business, because you manage a business, because you work in a business, doesn't mean you're better than anybody. So be approachable because you never know, especially in our industry, Everybody's a potential client, so you never know who you're talking to, A, if they need your product, or B, can you help them do something, or can they help you do something? So never not talk to people. Be approachable. Don't be standoffish. That's ridiculous.
0: That's great advice. Got your book written yet, Pete? Well. I can co-author it. I've got. This one, this one's already done. My my, my other one, my other, my other one.
1: I'd like that book. I've got one, but I would like, uh, you know, know,
0: can we get it signed? Yeah, of course. As a matter of fact, there's a chapter in this book that you took to an extreme. You got your book handy there or no? Probably (laughs) not. It's probably at home. It's on page 111 and it's chapter 75. And it says, turn yourself into a cartoon. <laughs> but you took this to a whole nother level, Trent Randberger. You took this into a whole nother level. He looks just like the cartoon on his TV commercial. Tell me about little Trent. Tell me about little Trent. We got to cover it. Okay. Okay. So,
1: I was watching Facebook, and a a local company here in town, a pest control company, which I use, actually, because they're local. They had little army ant puppets. Me being me, and, and to kind of revert back a little bit, but like Steve and I, he's my business partner. You know, we talk on the phone hours upon hours weekly, daily, at night, you know, you know, nine to five, ten to five, we're at work, but you know, we get home, we're at home, but that gives us also our time. But anyway, we were on the phone that night talking. And uh I was like, man, I seen uh, you know, pest control, they have a puppet. I want a puppet. And he was like, what? Why do you want a puppet? I was like, I don't know, but I want a puppet. And we got to talking and and, and the more and more he was like, you know, he's like, if you're gonna get a puppet, it's gotta look like you. I was like, you know what? You're right. Let's do it. And so I contacted the guys, which I know. Long story short, Little Trent has Ed Eith. Ed Eith is, he's the one that that drew Little Trent and designed him. Ed Ith has actually worked with Spielberg. Uh, uh, You've seen the movie Back to the Future too. Yeah. He designed the future city. Wow. The movie Hook. He designed the scenes of Hook. He's worked with all those guys. He actually worked side by side with uh, Jim Henson. Mm. So Ed Ith is the one that drew him. James Kemp is the gentleman that lives here locally that actually made Little Trent. He's a puppet builder, a becoming a world renowned puppet builder, and it just it just turned out that 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 he turned out to be a hit. Yeah. I mean it's it's crazy. People will call and want to set up interviews with Little Trip. I'm not the voice. I'm not the puppeteer. He sits on the shelf. I can't make him work. Like but people think he's a real person and we just go off of it, you know? People like, well, I'm gonna come see little Trent and get get his discount. No problem. <laughs> hey. He ain't gonna say shit. <laughs> 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 he going say anything until I call David, which is the puppeteer. But no, he, he's turned out it 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 worked out perfect because I would eventually like to get off of being the face of Trent Betting. He he is a potential avenue for me to do that, so to speak. And yeah, it's that's where he came about was just a crazy seen a Facebook ad, had a few beers and talked to Steve and MFI and got a little puppet.
0: Facebook ad from Pest Central Company. They had ant puppets. They had that ant army, puppets. Puppets. Army, that army, army ant.
1: Yeah. And it just it, it spiraled me into that guy.
0: That's unbelievable.
1: I'm very blessed to have the original sketches because even even he told me, he was like, I normally don't give... Because he sent me all of those to choose from. Yeah. Which puppet we wanted. And he was like, I don't give those out to people. I was like, yeah, I'll pay for them. And he was like, you know what? This is my favorite. He worked with Spielberg and all of those guys. And this was his favorite project. That is so cool. And it's so cool to be... I don't know, part of craziness that I created. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. So much fun. Trent, when I saw that on LinkedIn, dude, I said, this dude right here is a freaking genius because how many of us long for that, wish for that, Fill her up. Check your oil. Full service. Full service. Somebody who gives a damn. Someone who cares. Somebody who's not just the typical salesperson. That is beautiful, and that is what our industry's missing, dude. They're missing it. It's right. In, it's right under their nose. And if they would just listen to their customers, they would understand it.
1: Quit chasing a dollar and chase a good night's sleep. Yeah. You know? I mean, because that's it. You know, one of my first jobs, I was literally the filler up guy. Were you? Oh, yes. Yeah. That's cool. For my uncle's gas station. That's where I worked when I was 14. I washed cars, car pulled up, ding, ding. You walked out, filler up, check the oil, you pop the hood, you check the fluids. You don't have that today. Yeah. So I guess I am old school in a new school world. But that's it. Quit chasing the dollar.
0: Do you know what? Uh, Let me tell you something, Trent. You already know this about yourself, but I'm just going to just put a point on it. You are not any school. You are one of those few people, not one in a million and not one in a billion, but literally one in a trillion, who doesn't give a crap about this box, that box, this title, that title, you are just being yourself, living this life the best you can, and really putting other people in front of yourself. And that's the secret. That's the real secret. <laughs> and I, we can shout it from the rooftop, but if someone you know is dead in their heart, they're never going to get it, right? If they can't put somebody else in front of themselves and put them first, they're just never going to get it. But you get it. And every time you are, I hear your voice or I see you on a video, it just comes through so loud and clear that you are one of those rare voices that come to us. Unfiltered. Be yourself, man. Willing to take chances that other people are just too scared, crapless to, to do. I mean, when you put that picture of your back up there last June, I, I start crying. I'm like, this dude is so brave and what he's doing, the freedom that he has given these patients. And uh, I, you know, Be you. Don't be scared. Be you. Don't be scared. That's it. (laughs) Don't be scared.
1: To hell with everyone else. You're the one that has to wake up with you every day. Whether you're married in a relationship or single, you still have to wake up with you every day. So be you, damn it. You gonna give me a a soapbox, Pete?
0: Oh, I'm loving this. I, I I'm like a kid in a candy store. You know, I thought I knew everything about you, but uh, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot here in the past uh, 50 minutes. Yeah, I need I need you to talk about this because you know some of the guys and gals that own not just furniture or mattress stores, but they own other businesses. They don't get it they don't go after it they don't they don't understand the importance and if they by chance trip over it they don't even know what to do with it can you just talk about it a little bit Trent being voted the best and then leveraging it appropriately
1: so I'm a competitive individual and I want to win and my thing is the the fight to the top is always tough right And and those, those of us that are willing to fight, we fight to get to the top. The problem is, is a lot of times, once you get to the top, you're on top. You quit fighting. No, that's when you start kicking and you kick people down. I'm sorry. I'm not apologizing for being on top. I've done my best to my ability and have been very honored and humbled to be voted the best. I have to live up to that, right? I'm going to stay on top of that. Once I And, and Steve and I talk about this all the time. Once you're on top, you got to kick to stay there. You know, just like if you're in an MMA fight, if you're in a fight in general, if you get somebody on the ground, keep them down. And I want to sell the best products and I stand behind it. Because I know I have the best products out there that I can put my name on. And you can see me at the local restaurant. And I'm not afraid to look at you in your eye if you bought from me. Because I know you bought one of the best products for that amount of money you spent. ADD.
0: You sent me on another tangent. But anyway. No, that's okay. Um, and I'm I'm going on my own tangent too. What you sent me on. Um, this is an... Just important to consumers, it's important to your people the people that work for you. When they see that every day, they know that that doesn't happen without effort, without their effort, without their commitment to it. If they're not committed to keeping you number one after 11 years, you're not going to be number one in year 12. It's not going to happen. So you know, a lot of times uh, we're advertising to the people that that work with us, our teammates that are part of our company that deliver a superior customer experience um, to our customers, and having them on board is every bit as important as the customer um, seeing that and and um, appreciating that. So, I mean, that's not an accident that that happened all these years in a row. It's it's just not an accident. Maybe the first time it was, but not 11 times in a row. No, I
1: I preach it, you know, and and to my delivery people. You know, I I don't have employees, Pete, right? The name of the company may be Trent Betting. I don't have employees. I have coworkers. I don't do anything I do without them from the sales all the way to delivery to anything and I preach that even down even down to my delivery folks you know they're the last person that touches my customer we can have the best rapport in the store and the delivery team can screw that all up just like that so no it it is it is from the top down and just like right now you may have noticed or may not have noticed they actually my delivery guys actually just came in the back door but they didn't walk through they went out the door into do another one because they knew I was doing this. That's the respect that I get because I give.
0: Because I don't have I don't have employees. I have coworkers. Bottom line. So I was with uh, I was with Serta for one year. I wasn't even with them for one year. For and then they made me a sales manager, and I called my dad and I said, "What do I do?" What do I? What do I do? And he said, "Son, don't ever ask anyone to do something that you wouldn't do yourself." Amen. And it was the best advice I've ever gotten on sales management. And you know how you see your people—that you see them as coworkers, that you see them as teammates—that we're all striving together to get this thing done. Um, that trickles down, and that creates a feeling in your, in your store that the customers actually feel, they feel everything that's in there and, and whether, you know, I'm not going to light a bunch of candles and start chanting. So don't get worried about that people, (laughs) but, but you create a feeling in a store and if that feeling is good, guess what? The customers feel that, they pick up on that, and they buy. And if there's a bunch of strife and there's a bunch of heavy-handed mismanagement going on of people and people aren't happy and it's a place of conflict, that's going to come across to your customers too. So create peace and harmony in your store. And it starts with you. What would be the last thing... you would say to somebody that's, you know, they they own a store. Maybe they're not getting the results that they want. What would be your advice? Where do they start, you know, first couple of things that they would do to get themselves back on track?
1: Think different.
0: Oh, I love that. Think different.
1: Be yourself. Be the first one to laugh at yourself because once you can laugh at yourself, you can do anything. Yeah and never take no for an answer.
0: Yeah. Now that's important too. Prove me wrong.
1: Try it. As long as it's not breaking the bank, try it. Why not try it? Don't advertise today to sell today. Advertise today to sell in 60.
0: Nice. Be memorable. Be memorable. And that goes back to being yourself, right? Because if you're if you're yourself, you're going to be memorable. You, you, you are. You're yeah. going to have chances that other people don't think, and they're going to go, well, what is this dude? This dude doesn't care.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, you know, everyone listening and watching may not sell mattresses or have furniture. They may sell nuts and bolts or cars and trucks. Who cares? Not every client wants your product today, right? Yeah. But if they see your advertisement today, And they need your product in six months, make them remember you, right? Exactly. Yeah, when they think about that truck, make them remember Pete or you know, whatever. Anyway, hope you wrote your thought down.
0: So here's my thought. And I lost it three more times, but I found it again. (laughs) When you you had the you had the absolute perfect commercial and everybody around you was saying, no, don't. Don't change it. It w- it was your best commercial. Don't do it. But you said something that's so powerful, it haunted me all night. Oh my! And so there was there was some intuition there 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 what there was something there that compelled you, but you listened to it, Trent. And that's what makes you different than other people. You listen to it and you have to be strong enough. Listen, if you're strong enough to own your own business, you're strong enough to, at times to ignore the opinions of other people Yes, that are trying to pull you away from what you're being pulled to. And it's almost like a gut feeling it's it's a gut feeling. You went with it, and you were rewarded handsomely for it.
1: Fifteen years later, I still own a mattress store, and geez, I should be working for somebody else.
0: <laughs>
1: I can make somebody else a lot more money. Uh, but no, you're exactly. Don't be scared. And I don't know, It did haunt me. And you had it. You were compelled to do it. The second commercial that we shot that day. Or, yeah. well, the second one, cloudy, overcast, terrible footage. But, oh, well, here we are. I yeah. just talked to you on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Lo old Redneck from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, I love
0: <laughs> this. I could have done this for two or three more hours, and we, we we will do it again, my friend. We will do it again. Thank you so much you gave, listen, you have no idea what you, you got this, you got this. And there's a few other things that I still have to write down before they fly out like butterflies. But Trent, say goodbye. Episode 25. That's a wrap. Thank you, Trent. You're the best. Thanks, Pete. Thank you, Trent. God bless. Thank you for coming out.